Hey everyone, welcome to The Start. I'm Patrick. And I'm Nick. Uh, this episode we're with Sam Sophus. Uh, some of you might know Sam, some of you might not. Sam is a, a developer, primarily iOS and Rails. Uh, he's also dabbles in design. Um, you might know him for some of his projects like the Bible app, Hipstamatic, Cheddar, Seesaw, or Rune. Alright, let's do it. to the start hey thanks for having me yeah no problem um how are things going man great yeah just staying busy good glad to hear um all right so we have you here on the start because we want to hear about you and and learn about how you progress through your career uh why don't you begin with just telling us a little bit about you know who you are and how you got started yeah so i'm an ios developer living in san francisco and because i started my first programming when I was 10 years old. I don't know if it's programming, but I started HTML when I was 10. Um, my local ISP back when those were a thing, uh, had a free, like learn how to make HTML web pages class. I think it actually might've been DHTML, which is hilarious, (laughs) but, um, my mom wanted to go and didn't have a sitter. So she took me, it wasn't like for me, just like she wanted to go. Uh, and I thought it was awesome. So I went home and like busted out notepad and, and went to town. Um, so Later, it, it sounds, sorry to interrupt you, but it sounds like maybe. fate. It sounds like it was fate. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe she, like, says that and actually, like, wanted me to go and learn. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like, this was, like, what, 1999. So the Internet wasn't, like, super huge yet, I guess. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like, something everyone was talking about. Um, we had just gotten – actually, I don't think they were even our ISP because we couldn't afford them. We had, like, the cheap, like, net zero – like ad supported oh, yeah. giant banner, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, after that I got a flash five demo cause I, it was like, I was like 10, you know, I couldn't afford to actually pay for flash. Um, and that was my first programming. My first if statement was in action script, like the first action script. So yeah, that was, um, that was kind of the, the start. Uh, <laughs> A little kid getting free things. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Um, where'd you? What ended up happening after that? I know um, sort of how I came about you, um, and by that I mean discovered that you exist via the internet. Was that you have you've been developing iOS apps ever since one was able to do so? Yeah, a recruiter once asked me how much experience, how much iOS experience do you have. And I replied, all of it. <laughs> Pretty funny. How'd, how'd that go? Uh, they were like, yeah, sure, we'd love to hire you. And I was like, yeah, no thanks. That's um, hilarious. I saw someone emailed uh, DHH, the creator of Rails, and asked how much experience he had. And he said, all of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I the, feel like the, he like tweeted that out or something. Yeah, he po- he like posted a gist of his like response. It's pretty funny. That's how many so years funny. have you been doing it? Like, all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's pretty funny. But yeah... yeah um, uh, I started doing PHP a little bit, um, 
Because in eighth grade, I made my first website for money for the chess club for $100, mm-hmm. which is That's awesome. awesome. Who paid you? <laughs> the, uh, the, my math teacher. Okay. I was running the chess club. Nice. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. Super cool guy, actually, now that I think about it. He was like, everyone should know how to program their calculator and kind of like encouraged me to, to do that. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, um, it turns out I liked making websites for money. Cause I liked getting the money as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started learning PHP just to make things like a little more dynamic for, I did like a, a, a website for a paintball field. That was pretty fun. Um, and some other like crap things, but, uh, yeah, I went to a tech talk Apple was giving on, I think it was tiger or the one after that I'm losing track. But it was like you could go and it's free. Like, what's new in, uh, you know, the operating system? And they still do these even now with iOS. Um, were these yeah, one I of did- those? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Were these one of the things where like you show up at the Apple Store and it's in like their little stage area? No, this was like a hotel in their like gotcha. conference thing. And they still, I mean, like that's how it works now. It's still like they they did like ten this year in like different cities. You could like just go for a day and it's like Apple engineers giving talks. Cool. It's like a mini cool. like WWDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't get in now. They're like so full. At sure. the time, it was like, yeah, sure, show up. Like no one, no one yeah. cares about Mac development. Uh, <laughs> still, no one cares. They don't even do them for Mac anymore. Okay, so well, let, let's stop there then. So you, you, you know, you've said that you love, you love Apple, you love Mac. Um, so why, you know, why at that point in time did you feel that you had to go there? You had to learn Mac development. You had to go to this, you know, to these workshops versus the, the general masses that were obviously, you know, coding on PC. Yeah, I didn't even go to learn development. I, I mean, I was totally happy just doing PHP, and I played in Quartz Composer a lot. But, I mean, that wasn't, like, real programming to me. It's, like, all visual stuff. Uh, I went just because I like Apple and wanted to, like, see Apple things. Um, cool. I mean, because as a kid, I could never afford to go to WWDC. But this oh. is, like, kind of the closest thing. Uh, so I went and saw how awesome all the tools were and was like, oh, man, this is great. Like, I should learn how to make apps for my Mac instead of just use apps. So that was kind of what started it off was seeing how great the tools were. Um, and they were terrible back then compared to now. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd never really, like, I kind of always thought that making Mac apps was, like, an unattainable thing. Like, I can do the web, and I know that's easier. But I never thought I could, like, be someone that could do that. And then I kind of, after seeing there's this big crowd of people that can do it, like, how hard could it be? So, yeah. yeah, That's crazy. So then, all right, um... What age were did you you know go down to Atlanta and go to this one day conference in a hotel? I think I was fifteen. I couldn't drive. That's for sure. What were your parents? Uh, what was like your mom's response when you're like, "Mom, I'm, I'm I want to go to this." Uh, it's, well, it's, I had my um, my business partner from my first company, also named Sam, um, Sam MCD on Twitter. Uh, uh-huh. who's now my brother-in-law, funny enough. But anyway, oh. that's another story. Um, yeah, he could drive. He was like two years older than me. So whatever that make, made us. And I was like, well, he's going to drive us and like, we'll get there and it'll be awesome. And she's like, I don't know if he can drive you that far. And like, you'll have to stay <laughs> in a hotel virus. You know, they were just like, you know, his parents yeah. too were worried about us. But they let you go. They let us go. So like surprisingly enough. And it was awesome. So, um, I think it was – it must have been in the summer because it was, like, on a Friday or something. Um, That's but, crazy. But, yeah, it was it was a good time. 
And then from there, you got the bug. I say the bug. Um, um, if, if we were developers, sure. that wouldn't be funny, right? Um, but yeah, I guess from there, you sort of got the itch to keep going, huh? Yeah, well, I went home and bought a book and decided to try to learn how to make stuff in Xcode and not just like admire it from a distance. Sure. And spent a whole summer like fighting through it. Didn't really like know what I was doing, but um, but yeah, that's kind of where I learned the first like object oriented programming and a lot of like really core concepts, just like fighting with Mac development, not knowing what I was doing. The first app was terrible. Uh, like code wise, it's like the most hideous thing I've ever made, but you know, it worked and we sold it and it made money and like, I shipped was, a product uh, for the first time. Yeah. What was that app? It's called Countdown Maker. It just put text on video. And like counted, you know, so like five minutes, 59 seconds, five minutes, 58 seconds, you know. Um, and that was it. You just like put it in a video and like change the text around and then export it. So I assume it, awesome, man. the user <laughs> would pick their own video and then whatever presets you had for text styling, they picked mm-hmm. that and then it just went. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you and still... it exported. Go ahead. Go ahead. It exported in real time because I didn't know how to like make it any better. <laughs> So if you put like a twenty minute countdown in, you had to wait twenty minutes. Uh, it's terrible. Do you still, it, do you still have the source? Uh, probably somewhere. I think it's probably on a hard drive somewhere. But that's funny. Yeah, there was one class render manager that was just god awful. So huge. It's uh, just terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, it's, I probably still have it somewhere. That's funny. So <laughs> that was in high school, right? Yeah, I think it came out. After I was in, I think I worked on it the summer after I graduated high school. What or happened? Maybe before. What, uh, what happened after that? Um, I ended up actually selling that and another app I had made that's pretty similar um, to a company I worked for in Texas years later. And now I think they even like turned off their website and don't exist anymore. So oh, wow. it's so- kind of sad. It's like gone forever. But, um, but yeah, I guess after high school, I got a job working at a church, doing video stuff, not programming at all. Um, I made a couple little web apps for some things and, like, blew people's minds. And kind of from that got some, like, contract gigs, my first, like, real contract thing. I made a CMS for, like, static sites, which is now, like, the new hotness. But at the time, that wasn't, like, really a thing. Yo, you're a hipster, dude. You're way ahead of the trend. You were cool (laughs) before it was cool. It, like, dumped out a zip file of your, like, static site, and you can do whatever you want with it. That's awesome. Uh, it's pretty great. They used uh, it was the whole thing was in Scriptaculous, and then the static site I switched to jQuery, and it was like, oh man, this is awesome. Because uh, <laughs> it was like it just came out or whatever. Uh, yeah, or no, take that back. It was all Scriptaculous, and then the static site was Moo Tools because the animations look better. They still look better, in my opinion. But the anyway, look better. They did. It was, they didn't have CSS animations. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then a friend of a friend needed a PHP developer at another church in Oklahoma. So I moved there when I was 18 hmm. and uh, started working there, writing PHP full-time. Were you uh, – and I, I I grew up in Florida. I, I didn't frequent any churches large enough to have their own developers on hand. Um, were you the only one? Or did, was there like – were you with a team of developers at these churches? So the first one, they had two C-sharp developers on staff, but um, I didn't work with them or wasn't associated with them. And they did Microsoft stuff. Like, who wants to be friends with those guys? Um, 
No, I, I was doing video stuff and there was like a couple people on staff for video stuff. I mean, th- this was like the 16th largest church in the country or I don't know. It okay. might be bigger now. So it was like a really huge, like, yeah, you know, six or seven cameras for like the on set stuff, you know? So it's like real, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big thing. Right. Yeah. So like they needed a bunch of people to do like the production stuff. Um, and then the next one, I think they're like number four or something. Um, and they had one other developer on staff when I started. Uh, he was like their first developer for this team. And now they have like 50 people or something. It's huge. That's nuts. Um, but yeah, I was working there and I made some – my first thing was like this thing so kids could register for camp. In hindsight, we totally should use Wufu because it was terrible and took forever and was super buggy and uh, it was awful. Um, was Wufu around then? Yeah, you couldn't take money though. That's why we didn't use it. They added gotcha. like – credit cards like shortly after um we finished the project the next year they used wufu and never again touched that awfulness <laughs> uh so bad um and then i started working on this app called uversion which is something they had another guy work on but they wanted us to like redo it because uh, it wasn't like it was really ugly mm-hmm. so it's like a bible website now it's called bible.com which is pretty epic yeah uh, that's like that domain there's a whole like huge story back in that domain but uh yeah, it was, like, pretty intense. Anyway, um, so I was working on that, just doing PHP on this, like, giant rewrite that was going to take, like, six months to a year or something. Um, and iOS was announced in January. I moved there. No, iOS was announced in, like, March or something. And I moved and started there, like, January 1st um, of 2008, 20, or 2008, I guess. So I was doing PHP, working on this project. Like, why don't we make an app? Like, I know Objective-C. And one guy's like, why don't we make a Bible app since we already have version?" And I was like, all right. So I started working on it. And no one knew, like, the App Store was going to be a big deal. Like, iPhone yeah. was cool because, like, iPhone 1 right. came out. And, like, not a lot of people had it. But when you – you know, some people did, and it was awesome. Um, but, yeah, we were just working on it, whatever. And then – I remember the first time I put it on my phone, it was like, oh, man, I like can put this on my phone and like, walk around with it. It was like – That's yeah. awesome, Just like dude. having an app at all that wasn't an Apple app was like, oh, man, let me see that, you know? Um, I remember like tweeting designs because I was like doing all of it. Uh, it's like, well, I'm trying to decide between a nav bar or like navigation instead of – or like a tab bar instead of like a like navigation controller. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, like things is like the nav style or – and then like, you know – Everything else is like tab bar. Anyway, I was like trying to decide, like tweeting screenshots and like trying to find icon packs I can buy that kind of look like Apple's stuff. And, you know, it was like nothing was, no one did this yet, you know? Yeah. Then the App Store came out and we got like, I don't know, 50,000 downloads like pretty quick because we were like one of the first Bible apps that was there on day one that was free. And like it was, it looked pretty nice compared to most of the other ones, I think. Yeah. Um, And like 50,000 people for a church is like an insane amount of people. Yeah, I remember when I was there, they had 60,000 one year, one week, or it was like Easter. It was like the record of all time. And this was like a while ago. I'm sure it's different now, but you know, to do that in like a day with one person was like, oh man, you should actually like spend some time on this. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I got to work on it for another like six months or so. And then I switched back to working on the web app again and didn't work on it anymore. Um, well, that's what interesting. Was, I was wondering, yeah. sorry. I, I always wondered, you know, kind of like the story behind, uh, and the Bible app, so kind of cool, cool to hear that. Well, it was funny. I totally was like, so we'll name it version, right? Because that was like our brand. Like, of course you want to promote the brand. And he's like, 
my like boss's boss standing behind me at my iMac as I'm like typing it in in like iTunes Connect. And he's like, no, 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 make it make it Bible. See if that's available. And I was like, all right, and, like backspace, 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 <laughs> Bible, enter. Oh, cool. Like totally typed that. Uh, it's kind of neat, but yeah, that was that was how it started. What was so I I sort of I want to know about this because this is the first time you ever made an iOS app. Um, it obviously blew up, which worked out for you because you were working at a church. It just so happened, you know, you were able to grab the name Bible as like the app name. So it was not making it any less of an awesome accomplishment. It was like hopefully going to be one of those things that was like destined for stardom because it's, you know, what do people, when people are looking for a Bible app, they type in the word Bible, yeah. um, which is great. But And you didn't want to name it that. Yeah, you want to name it U version. But I'm I'm curious, did you have any moments of like hardship or like I like to call them horror stories, um, while you were building that? And, it, and and by that I don't mean like you almost got fired, but like just really difficult times. Yeah, definitely. I one comes to mind very clearly. Um, we had this bug we were calling the train bug because we got emailed about it so much, and all of these like European people were on the train like going somewhere. When they go through a tunnel, it would, like, cut out, and they couldn't read it anymore. Oh, wow. Because it didn't, like, cache the stuff yeah. right or I don't know, whatever. Um, so I was like, okay, i got to fix the train bug. And we added offline, like, support, like, a couple months later. But this was just, like, anything, like, would just everything would just stop working if you went through a tunnel and you, like, screwed and had to kill the app. Um, so I remember... There wasn't anywhere I could, like, lose connectivity and still be connected to my Mac and, like, see what's happening. So I, like, sat in the basement of the church with, like, foil and, like, chicken wire all over this table. And I'm, like, crouched under it, like, trying. And I got it to, like, finally lose signal. But when I plugged in the cable to connect it to my computer, that gave it, like, just enough. And it would still oh, – it was maddening. It was terrible. I stayed to, like, 8 in the morning and, like, my boss's boss was there, like, yelling at me. It was awful. But we finally – I mean, like, we're still friends and we got through it. But it was, like, a really terrible – I was, like – I remember, like, eating leftover pizza at, like, 4 in the morning being, like, so mad. Um, but, yeah, that was that was terrible. How old were you when that happened? Uh, I think I was – yeah, I was 19. That's I, – I think, you know, if you were 30, you probably would have went home. Oh, Yeah. Um, yeah. that's a, I mean, it's, it's a good thing that you were doing that at 19. Cause I think, you know, if, if you weren't doing that, um, under chicken wire and tinfoil, you would have been, if you, you know, if you decided to stick it through with college, which is, it's okay that you didn't, um, you would have been like in a library until 4am studying for whatever freaking final. So it's Fair all, enough. it's all relevant. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy. So I'm curious, Bible app came out, it launched, it was, it was awesome. Um, you were destined for stardom. You were signing autographs at the church. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what no. was? What was next? Uh, oh well. One last thing on like no one knew it was going to be. I don't know. Just like the beginning of the app store, which is a funny thing that it's like now like history that we talk about. But um, I remember I was standing in line like waiting to order lunch, uh, and it was. It was Jersey Mike's, and I remember specifically because they texted everyone like, hey, this is a free coupon thing. I don't know how they got my number. And I was like, awesome, and I went. And they're like, oh, we don't support it at this one. I was like, I, n- I hate Jersey Mike's. I just went because I was going to get like a free so, – yeah. like, I'm like mad sitting there like playing with my phone. Like there's no apps for it really. I'm just like sitting there like f- playing in Twitter or something. 
right after the app store came out, you know. And the guy in front of me, like, d- go press his home button, and I see Bible on his home screen. And it was like, holy crap! Like, I made that! It, was, like, blew my mind. Like, the most amazing. Wow. Even still, I've, I can count, like, one hand the number of times I've seen someone I don't know using my app in public. But um, Did you say that, that was, to him? No, I just like stood there and like smiled real big. No one, no one knew what I was like. <laughs> They're like, yeah. "What's this weird kid smiling <laughs> for?" Yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> well, even that's like crazy. when I go home to like the church I grew up in, like at holidays and stuff, uh, you know, like the pastor will use like an iPad on stage, and I was like, "Totally made that." Like he'd never know. Like this little kid that went to his church for a while, like made it. You know, you're like you're but, sitting in the crowd, like who's got two thumbs and made that app? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> It was funny. People come up, like I had mentioned it, things, and like, you typed all of that? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was like, no, I didn't type it all. Come on. That's um, funny. No, I forgot what you asked me. Um, uh, what happened after the – after? I, I don't want to culminate it as the Bible app, but after your experience there, <laughs> build, building building that app, working with that church, what, what, uh, what was the next sort of like big thing for you? Like where would you go next? I'm sure you were pretty hungry at that point. Yeah, well, it was funny because in August, they just passed 100 million users on the platform. A lot of that's iOS, but, you know, the other things is like Android and Windows. Sure. And um, but, I mean, I worked on, this, on the platform, too, you know, so, like, a lot of that, I still have a lot of code. I don't know if it's still there, but I wrote a lot of code for that thing. Uh, and they kind of had a pattern of, like, working you like crazy. You know, I remember, like, 12-hour days for weeks on end. Holy cow. Finishing, wow. like, the web app. So I was like, you know what, I'm kind of over this. And I was getting lots of emails, like no one even like knew who I was, but like, oh, you did Bible, like I know that app, like can you make an app for me? Uh-huh. Yeah, because like App Store was like just taking off, and everyone wanted an app, you know. So like you, there was a couple of stories Apple was posting of like some kid made a million dollars, you know. I'm like I want a million dollars, I have this idea. Yeah. So I quit and had some work lined up with Pinch Media, which is now Flurry. Um, huh. So okay. I worked on an app there with the simple CEO. Like like Bank Simple, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He was an hilarious. engineer on that team, yeah. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so I worked on that for a bit, and then um, some other like stupid apps. Worked on another Mac app, similar to Countdown Maker, um, and then so I was 19 at the time. I bought a house in Oklahoma, um, which is crazy to buy a house as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. But it was awesome, and I love that house. Um, and then about six months later, I was like totally hurting for money. Cause I was like slacking on my contracts cause I'm bad at managing my time. I still am. Uh, and just like, you know, didn't really know what I wanted to do cause I was like tired of contracting already. So I, uh, I'd met someone kind of just casually at WWDC that like before. And I was like, Hey, you should hire me and we'll make stuff together. Uh, and then later I was like, he did, and I moved to Texas and then sold my house and um, sold him all my apps to kind of consolidate and contracted through him for a while. Um, yeah, and then I worked on another app called Social Books for about a year. Kind of through that and then left and worked for them directly because we were con- the whole company was contracting for them, um, which wasn't that exciting. I, I went through a kind of a long period there of like not doing anything exciting or impressive. Kind of just like grinding away and learning a lot. Yeah. yeah. Was that um was that out of choice or was that just sort of came out of 
you know, opportunities you thought were going to be great opportunities turned out to maybe not be as awesome as you would have liked them. Yeah, I mean, it was like we're going to be a product company and make things, and then it turns out we're going to stick going to do consulting. Um, so yeah, it was kind of just thing after thing, like freelance app that sucked after I got into it, or you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, I learned a lot and like wanted to make stuff and worked on lots of open source at the time. That's when I put out like SS Toolkit for the first time and um, started like working a lot with open source, but no one really like knew who I was at the time. Yeah. Um, not that people know who I am now, but, um, but yeah, I, I just got fed up with it. I was freelancing, had more money than I know what to do with. Um, Cause I was making like $90 an hour now, I think. Um, like 12 grand every two weeks, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was um, kind of a lot. A recruiter once told me, look at your hourly, your hour, hourly, what was that? <laughs> look at your hourly rate. If you were to double that, that's what your salary would be. So you were making almost 200 grand a year, hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you worked at that rate full time. Yeah. Um, and you were how old then? 20. Yeah. yeah. So, or 21 for part of it. I don't know. Something like that. 21. Um, so yeah, I was kind of just like, you know, bought a really sweet camera and like, I was playing a lot of music at the time. Um, a friend and I like paid a guy and produced our record and like put it on iTunes and whatnot. Um, so that was most of my time. I guess that's why I didn't make as many products cause I was doing so much music at the time. Um, now, okay. would you say, and I'm just curious and you know, I'm going to probe a little bit. I could be totally off. Would you say that you sort of, you know, didn't didn't have as much interest for it at the time? It sounds like, I mean, I, I I'm, this is the first time I've ever heard this story um, from you. So it sounds like maybe it could have been a case of like slight burnout too. Yeah, definitely. Because I worked really hard for a while and all that. And I mean, I still enjoyed making things. And I tried to put out a couple of products, and people were excited, but it didn't pan out due to things out of my control. So I was kind, of, so I kind of got, I don't know. It wasn't like in consciously like i hate this but i was having fun making music and i got to make things and no one could tell me i can't make things so um i did that for a while and it just took so much time i didn't really like have the free time to like man i'm just gonna go make an app um so yeah but i kind of just got tired of it and wanted to move to san francisco because i knew everyone was here i didn't know anyone here but i was like i'm gonna move to san francisco Uh um so I looked for jobs on GitHub jobs page, found one that sounded okay and emailed them. He emailed me back in like 20 minutes, did a Skype call an hour later. And three days later I flew out, got the interview, got the offer and then moved a week after that. So what job um, was that? If you don't scribd. mind me asking. Scribd, scribd. you said? Yeah. Nice. I was their second iOS engineer. Um, they had eight when I left and then now I think they have one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> They've uh, gone through some changes but um yeah we were we worked for six months on an app called float that is no longer for sale um it's kind of like pulse and yeah i remember paper really crazy yeah it was cool for a little bit it was yeah like a reader but it was kind of pretty yeah. too it was well designed yeah um david halloran did most of it he's pretty awesome he's at youtube again um he was there before and then went to script and then went back to youtube um super cool guy um Anyway, so that was pretty I – mean, it was a kind of a terrible process making it just because there were, like, so many cooks in the kitchen. And the CEO didn't know what he wanted, and it was a huge 
it wasn't a good experience for me. Um, I mean, after everyone quit, so all the Iowa people anyway. So yeah, I guess that kind of says that. But anyway, I got an offer from Hipstomatic kind of halfway through, and that sounded fun because it's like something cool that people care about. And I don't like reading, so float wasn't too fun. Um, <laughs> but I stayed and <laughs> finished it, and then quit the like the day after we submitted, and then. Started at Hipstamatic two weeks later as a contractor. And then a couple weeks after that, I got hired um, full-time. How was Hipstamatic? Uh, overall, I really liked it. Um, their office is incredible. Still the best office I've been to. Um, I, got to I was like lead iOS engineer and got to hire some friends and some designer friends as well. And um, it, was, it was nice because I could hire friends easily because it's such a cool brand. Yeah, and the office was amazing. Everywhere else, I've had trouble hiring people I want to work with because I haven't worked on as cool of things. Yeah, um, but the CEO didn't value development. He only valued the art and like the design. Um, was that so a hipstamatic? You said. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, the car. Someone's driving stupid outside. Oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's all right with us. Uh, they're just blocking two lanes just parked we're here uh anyway i do you just want to edit this out should i keep going Uh, keep going yeah keep going man all right um yeah so the ceo didn't value art or sorry the ceo didn't value software at all he only valued the art so that, that was like a constant struggle and then um one day he wanted to do a newsstand app and I was like, cool. Yeah, we could totally build something amazing to like pull in the best photos from Instagram shot with his somatic or whatever. Cause we didn't really, they had tried their hand at social a couple of times, but failed. Um, so yeah, I was like, we can totally make some amazing stuff. And then he's like, no, I want to use Adobe for their like InDesign publisher thing. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, it probably won't be that great, but you know, I think if we're gonna make something, we should make it great. Yeah. And he was like, well, if you make it, it'll suck. And I was like, what? Really? Are you, are you kidding me right now? Uh, and Jeez. we argued for a while, and he just, like, was a huge jerk, and I quit a couple of days later. Because it's like he didn't care about development, and we weren't going anywhere. Because um, the other founder was, like, the developer founder, and he wouldn't, like, let anyone touch Hipstamatic, really. All of my code in actual Hipstamatic was, like, in libraries that he'd implement, or, like, integrate. Um, and we worked on a huge project called D series. That was a social network type thing and took it like spent like almost a year on it and then they killed it. So, so wait, um, this guy, you guys had a Skype interview. I'm assuming you interviewed with this guy. I don't know if it was anyways, your Skype interview, you were working there and it sounds like you're working there for over a year at least. And then one day he's like, your code sucks. No, no, no. Sorry. That was at Scribd. Oh, um, oh the quick one okay. was Scribd. And I was there for six months, quit, started Hipstamatic, was there for almost a year. Gotcha. Then okay. he's like, yeah, you suck. It's like, all right. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I'm turning down jobs like all over the place. Um, yeah. So you obviously worked, don't suck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Apple offered me a job before I took Hipstamatic and I turned it down because I wanted to do Hipstamatic instead. Yeah. Um, and I, he was saying because my image processing was slow. And part of the reason their stuff is slow is because of the way it's designed mm-hmm. and like the way the effects are designed. And they don't ever want them to like... They always want them to be exactly the same. So 
you can't like change technologies because it has to be like similar. I just like made it faster. So yeah. it's like I can show you graphs of like I did make it faster by this much like per yeah. version. You know, like I documented this. And he's like, I can show you two graphs and just like flips me off in both hands. Wow. Um, <laughs> it was, it I don't mean to laugh, but that no, no. It's, I it's, mean, no. There's like a fast company thing on the whole like quotes from the other employee. The guy like I interviewed with him for like two hours on the phone. Um, so there's a really in depth thing on it. Um, yeah, it's it was crazy. So I was like, you know what? I'm just like I'd made a bunch of money. They were paying me like a stupid amount, more than I've ever made in my whole life. Uh, and, I, and I put all my excess into Apple. And did really well on that. So I was like, I had like a lot in the bank, you know, like screw it. I'll just quit and do whatever I want for a couple months. Uh, and then I started working on Cheddar. So Is I made that Cheddar. A, when you say you started doing whatever you want, was that nothing magical? Yeah, I needed a name for my company because I, did, I knew it wasn't going to be Cheddar forever. I just, Cheddar was like a side project. Yeah. I, I wanted to do something else. Um, and I was just like talking to some people and threw out a bunch of names uh, one was like something magical, and then one was like, "Why not nothing magical?" I was like, "That's incredible! I love that." <laughs> so I went with nothing magical. Um, so, cool. so yeah, what, I was, what was what was, I was inspiration for uh, for Cheddar? So if you're gonna move into into that, yeah. Um, so on a plane, <laughs> like any good idea, uh, I was sitting there and was about to work on an app called Pepperjack, um, which is something that never launched and probably never will. Um, and I was just codenaming things cheeses because I didn't have good names yet, and I like cheese. So I mean, who doesn't like cheese? No, Pepper Jack's no. my favorite Love cheese. cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I want to write down what I have to do, and I was like in a text file, like writing bullet points and like markdown. And I was like, how is this the best thing? Like, why do I not have a better tool for this? He's like, you know what? I'm gonna make one. Like, screw this other stuff. Um, so I started working on Cheddar, and at the time it was just a Rails app. This was a year before when I was still at Scribd, I think. Uh, I think this was actually when I was coming home from the Scribd interview. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah, so then after Hipstamatic, I was like, I'll just finish Cheddar since I already had something that sort of worked. Um, and I'll put it up with Stripe and then, like, the credit card processor. Mm-hmm. And then see if uh, like, see if it works. And if it does, then cool. I'll move on to something else. If not, I don't really care. I'll make something else. Yeah. And well, then, you got my money. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of – I didn't expect it to be so – like people were really excited about it. I wasn't even going to make an iPhone app. And then I kind of got into it. I was like, well, I guess that's kind of what I do. Maybe I should make an iPhone app. Uh, so I did, and then people loved it, and I kept working on it until I ran out of money. Um, and I did. <laughs> I ran out of money. Uh, five months into it, I think. Um because my rent was really expensive because Pipsomatic was paying me like amazing. So I had a really expensive apartment um, okay. and a bunch of other stuff. So it was kind of like my burn was really high and there wasn't anything I could do about it. Yeah. Um, I moved after I'd like already got a new job because like, my lease was up. Kind of it's really unfortunate. Um, but it was going to be like tens of thousands of dollars to break my lease or something stupid. So yeah. I was like, screw it. I'll just keep it. Um, that was yeah. in San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm still in San Francisco. That's crazy. And, um, yeah, I so I met up with a – I was asking my uh, – I was trying to get funding because I wanted to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, well, I'm not going to give just, like, you know, some kid money, like, just because it was just me doing design, development, everything. Yeah. Um, 
So they're like, no, if you get a co-founder, like we could absolutely make something work. So I had a friend, a guy I hired a hipstamatic that was going to um, do it with me. And then like, he was like pretty excited to like be a co-founder, nothing magical. And like, we'll do this together. And then he found out he, he was having a kid like that week. So I was like, like found out he, he and his wife were pregnant. I was like, well, yeah. crap. He's like, yeah. I can't. And I was like, no, I understand. I, I understand. Yeah. So, uh, that was terrible and sad. And then, uh, what Surely part of after, the business? Sorry, what part of the business would he have? Was he another developer? Yeah, yeah, super okay. awesome iOS developer. Um, so, and he done Mac stuff. Like we'd been friends for a while. He, okay. I hired him at Hipsomatic. Um, yeah. So, when I was walking home from him telling me he wasn't going to do it, I ran into one of his friends and he like introduced and like said hi and exchanged cards. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I ended up working for him he started a company called seesaw and I became employee ah, number one okay. and worked on that for about for a year. Um, and then left. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, at one point I had to borrow money from a friend to pay my rent because I spent like wow. every last dime on cheddar and, uh, then sold it for not very much money, but, but I mean, it's still like most people have heard of me because I did cheddar. Yeah. Um, and I really liked it. So, I mean, overall, I think it was good. It's sad that it's gone, but um, whatever. You know, it's interesting, and, and I, I know that this is the case for me. Maybe it's the same for you, Sam. Um, I went through a period of unemployment, not for the same reasons that you did, but I had I had a little nest egg sitting in terms of money. I got a lot more done in that couple months of unemployment than I, than I did while employed as a salaried employee. There's something totally. about knowing that you have up until this day and then you cannot pay rent anymore. That is mm-hmm. the biggest motiv- motivator. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even then, like, cause you know, when I'm employed somewhere, I want to work on my side project. Like, this was all I wanted to work on. Like I'd get up and work until I went to bed. Uh, and that's all I wanted to do. Cause like it was, I was so excited about it. I actually sold all my furniture and everything to like help pay for things. Wow. Cause I was worried about my burn. I sold like everything I had except for my mattress and my desk and everything on my desk. So like I I had a lot of like my display and speakers and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. besides that, I didn't have anything else. And I had like my kitchen things, Um, but there was no like couch or TV or anything. So like all I could do was like sit in my desk chair or sit in my bed. There wasn't like anything (laughs) else. So I was like, well, I'm kind of tired of working. I guess I'll work some more (laughs) because it's like all I could do. Better sit in my chair and watch Hulu and then get back to work because I'm sitting at my desk still. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that time. And it was awesome. I really loved it. I mean, I gained a ton of weight because I never left my apartment and ate frozen burritos and Red Bull all day. But um, besides that, it was nice. all good. What, um, what happened after that? So, did uh, Seesaw. And a couple months in, I... Um, reconnected with my now wife um we'd known each other for a long time because my friend sam mm-hmm. tying this in uh is married now to her older sister and i'd like hung out with them because i was at her house hanging out with my friend yeah um and reconnected with her when i was home in kentucky for um some stuff and then like a couple i think like a month and a half later we were engaged something like that we officially like dated for like two weeks, but then anyway, we got engaged. Um, and she was in Kentucky and I was in San Francisco and I could obviously like, do whatever I want. Cause, uh, 
two of our other employees at Seesaw were remote, so it was like easy enough for me to be remote. Yeah. Um, one of them was the founder. One of one of the, there's three founders. One of them was remote, so it's like, well, if he's remote, I can be remote. Yeah. Um, so I was like, screw it. I moved back to Kentucky to be closer to her and make planning the wedding, and because I want to be close to her, obviously. So um, did that. Got married in August of this Congrats. year or last year. Thank you. Thank you. And then we moved back here. Um, and two days before the wedding, I quit Seesaw. Um, Good and timing. she was super cool about all of it. I mean, even we'd talked about it for a little while and, um, yeah, so I quit that and had a bunch of contracts already lined up. Um, and then we took like almost a month for the honeymoon and all that. And then, uh, got back to it and I've been freelancing since. So nice. That's, what? uh, up to now. <laughs> that's cra- Dude, that's a. A it's a pretty intense story. I honestly don't know if I'd have the balls to do all the things that you did. Because um, it sounds like a lot of them were probably like gut decisions, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, that's kind of how I roll. Uh, I don't think about things very much. I'll kind of just make a hopefully objective decision and like, cool, that's it. You know, for like a couple seconds and like, all right, done. I'm going to move to San Francisco. Yeah. Send some well- emails. <laughs> done <laughs> well what's cool about it too is it seems like um you just keep moving you keep progressing you know you just keep moving it's just there's there's no inaction it's just like you have to just keep going keep moving and yeah wherever you end up and look where, where you've ended up i think you're in a good place now and you definitely have a great great name good experience it's an awesome story thanks yeah i mean i'm i'm a pretty impatient guy i think that's kind of the the moral here uh why else would you buy a house at 19 just impatientness uh or like Get engaged two weeks after dating someone. Uh, but yeah, now? I don't know. What's that? You want it now. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if I made well, it in my some... mind, there's no reason to like, sit around. I don't know. There, yeah, there's some certainty in some of those decisions, though. Yeah. The house, I mean, well, I, I, dude, I would buy a house if I didn't live in New York City. Because yeah. a house wouldn't cost my firstborn child. <laughs> um, yeah, it's but, stupid in San Francisco. So, so that. So if you if you uh, so then reflecting on that quickly, if you could give your younger self then a piece of advice, um, what would it be? I mean, I don't really have any big regrets. Um, I mean, I guess I'd reassure myself as I was like just going to contract the first time that like everything will be fine and like don't worry. Um, I mean, I didn't really worry. I mean, my friends once told me I need to worry more. Um, so I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess just that it all worked out cause I was pretty uncertain for a while, but it was like, ah, whatever. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Move home and live with my mom and mm. like, yeah. you know, eat crackers or something. I don't know. Like It'll all work out, it yeah. was never like, what's the worst that could happen? It was like nothing that bad. I mean, I run out of money and I'm like totally broke. Like there's worse things that could happen. Like, yeah, there is, you know, none of these like risks are like going to affect my health or my well-being it's just like i could be poor like i mean i was poor my whole life growing up who cares if i'm poor again you know yeah i um the way i i always think about it is you're not going to get eaten by a monster and you're not going to die so everything else in between is going to work out you'll be yeah probably be fine totally um so let's see we're coming towards all right so I guess one more question. This is similar to the advice to yourself, except instead of asking yourself or instead of giving yourself advice, what would you give to a newcomer or someone who, you know, maybe they're in a tough spot? 
just do it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen, I guess? Um, I don't know. I, I've talked to a lot of people that are thinking about like freelancing full time or venturing out to work on a product or whatever, and they don't want to like lose all their money or whatever. And obviously it's different if you're like married and have kids. Cause if you lose all your money, it's kind of a big deal. Okay. Um, but I mean, surely there's other risks you can take that can pay off. Cause if you don't take any risks, like you'll never move forward. You know, I, I know people that have been working on their app for years and it'll never launch in their free time because they don't like make it a priority Mm -hmm. you know so it's something you actually want to do you should like just go do it nothing's stopping you like oh it's hard like no one's actually like naturally good at this it's like it's it's hard for everyone you just gotta like fight through it and then once you've been doing it you're like oh yeah of course it's easy you know but um i had no idea what i was doing for for years and that's all right you know like it's it's totally fine to just like fake it and you know like the bible code was awful but, like, you know, there are 100 million people using it. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, it still works. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Share is one of my other apps um, that's more recent. Like, Apple features it all the time, and it's, like, the code is awful. Like, I have pretty high standards for my open source stuff, but, like, for my products that no one else will see, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I will it. say I have, um, I have Shares as well. Any product that you put out, I'll definitely look at and make <laughs> – well – you know, I respect you as a developer, and I say, okay, Thank if you. he spent time on this and he's trying to get money off of this, it's probably pretty good. Um, so I think I'll say two things on shares. The first thing is I'll probably ask Apple for a refund because apparently it, it's it's a crappy code base. I'm kidding. <laughs> totally <laughs> kidding. People ask for refunds all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. It does exactly what I needed to do. I'm not going to tell you what I bought uh, stock in because it's embarrassing. Um, yeah. embarrassing because it was a bad decision, not because it's like a weird sex toy stock or something. Um, but it does, ex- I, all I want to know is like how much I've gained, how much I've lost, what's the percentage, like super quick. I like it a lot. I had shares and then I, I got shares too when you launched that. Oh, nice. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, and then I think Nick has the, the fun part of, well, the whole show is fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the secret fun time question. Yes, we'll wrap with the secret fun time question. Um, so, Sam, are you a pizza fan? You enjoy pizza? I do enjoy pizza. Right. Who doesn't enjoy pizza? Okay, so do you fold your pizza or do you eat it straight and floppy? It depends if it's thin, like thinner crust or like real like fast foodie, I guess. I'll fold it. Gotcha. So if it's, what like, if it's yeah, like your New York style. Yeah, but if it's delivery, like like normal crust, not thin crust, then I don't fold it. No, you can't fold that. What's your... I mean, I you can, but I mean that. What's, uh, what's the favorite pizza for you, Sam? Hawaiian. Oh, Hawaiian guy. Nice. Yeah. Nice little curveball. Yeah, Hawaiian bacon, ham, throwing some barbecue sauce sometimes. Yeah, that shit I don't sounds know. good. That does yeah. sound good. That oh, nice. definitely sounds like a um, kind of a West Coast, too, uh, popular... I don't know. I, I grew up doing that in Kentucky. That was always my favorite because it was okay. sweet. I don't know. Is it because there's no beaches in Kentucky? Uh, there are no beaches in Kentucky. I don't know. My mom ordered Hawaiian one time just to like try something, and I was like, "Oh man, this is great!" So I've that's, always had Hawaiian. That's since. awesome. Um, before we go, I think it's fair to see if um, you have any questions for us, Sam, since we've been sort of grilling you this whole time. Uh, I don't know how's uh, learning Rails going. Um, honestly, it has come, come to a complete halt for me, which I, I don't say that in happily. Um, at the time when, when you and I first met, 
I reached out to you because I wanted a quote-unquote passive mentor. I wanted someone to sort of keep me in check because I know I've done it where I do things on the side and you know something happens and they lose priority. Um, so at the time I was doing Ruby and some Rails stuff and it was going really well. It's probably the one period of time in which I've really learned a lot about something in development. Um, prior to that, I knew some front-end code. Um, so that fell through. And then what I realized is that for the time being, I really love front-end development. So I'm sort of stuck with that. Um, cool. Although I will be coming back to Rails, so expect emails eventually. All right. I was so proud of myself. One time I asked you, explain to me the difference between lambdas and blocks. And uh, you, like, emailed me. I was like, awesome. I didn't know. I wanted to know. And you, like, researched it for me. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I'm going to invoice you now. Um, because <laughs> that right. was three days worth. I'm kidding. Wasn't <laughs> no, you were, you were a big help, man. Because, you know. I did it. I didn't. When I did uh, those things, I didn't do it with the intentions of making sure you were my person for answers. It was just someone to keep me in check, knowing that you know if you weren't too busy, you could be like, hey, you know, uh, this is what this does, and this is what that does. And dude, I had a notebook. It was like questions for Sam. Here, like here are things that I Amazing. just can't figure out myself. I've um, never heard of a. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it was it was it was super helpful because I I was like okay I can definitely figure out what the hell this is I can definitely figure out what the hell this is I I'm stuck here and you helped me out a lot hmm. that's awesome cool cool I never heard of passive mentorship before it's it's cool we should, more people should do that um I'm not gonna lie and I'm not taking credit for it I haven't heard of it either I just needed some kind of so when I well when I emailed you I knew I think this was during nothing magical I was like he's probably fucking busy how can I make this as little work for him as possible but still useful for me so I was like okay let me just like you don't even have to respond dude just let me be okay with my email coming into your inbox that's all it was and it worked so, out great I think I mean you're on the show now so it's fantastic sounds, uh, sounds like an app idea <laughs> uh, cool man so I think that's uh that's about it from us Sam. It was awesome having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, Sam. Um, and everybody, if you want to catch up with Sam and talk to him more, you can hit him up on Twitter. Um, he is at Sofes, S O F F E S, on Twitter. All right, everyone. Um, have a good one. Thanks for yeah, listening. Yeah, thanks for listening.